ideologically, tribe by tribe, culture by culture. The lights all come on. Now we understand. Hi, and welcome to the 1CA Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. We're joined today by Alex Nessage and Dr. Patrick Christian, uh, both PhD doctors. Alex, you're a doctor as well. Uh, you're both at Valkamir, a company that is building advanced special operations courses, social science training and applications, uh, targeting uh, deploying soft de- detachments for their training. Uh, Alex and Patrick, thank you very much for your time, and thanks for being on the 1CA Podcast. Thank you for having us, John. Great. Thank you, John. Patrick, I wanted to start with you. Could you talk about the origin of Valkamir? Was this related to your background in Special Forces that led you to believe that the training was needed? Yeah, so uh, I did retire from the Army after 26 years, uh, and 24 of those years was as an 18 Alpha Green Beret. I deployed to places ranging from uh, northern Ecuador, southern Colombia, Guatemala, Panama, to Darfur, Sudan, uh, Somalia, Argentina, Niger, Iraq, Afghanistan. So quite a bit. Of course, all of the places that I deployed to as a special operator uh, were places of violent conflict. What I found was that much of my or most of my previous background in education political science and international relations simply didn't apply. I found that what really mattered once I was on the ground with my civil affairs, special forces, and PSYOP teams um, was that the psychoconstructions, the psychosocial constructions of trauma mattered. Uh, conditions of terror, starvation, alienation, shame, rage, hopelessness, and grief as experienced by the surviving population mattered. That's really all that matters. All of the decisions were made from those positions. Because of or through firsthand clinical experience, my team and I found that human dignity simply couldn't survive in the massive refugee camps. There, movements of dysentery-laden bowels were as equally as public and victimizing as the parents' inability to save their children's lives from starvation, thirst, or hopelessness. Most importantly, I think, we found that the quantitative or big data research, which drove all of our pre-deployment plans and programming, were based on the logic of rational actor theory. This rational actor theory is actually underpins political science and international relations in that rational actor theory assumes that all human beings, even in conflict zones, are acting calmly, unemotionally, rationally for their own self-interest. This is in complete defiance of the reality that we face in open conflict zones over 24 plus years in the field. Patrick, do you think what you've learned goes across all cultures and what you've learned in the human domain? Does it matter what country you're in? Is, is what you learned can be applicable to any country where CA forces may be or could be heading? So we start with science with a simple or simple way of understanding the science, John. If you cut me, I will bleed. And if I traumatize a family in a village, in the desert, or the jungle, they will act differently than before. That's a guarantee. This is culturally invariant. How they act to danger, how they act 
impact of trauma, how they impact the breakdown, how they act to extend it loss. These things, these differences are culturally variant and they have to be understood and studied uh, and taught to the operators uh, specifically. But, but breaking people, breaking people's minds, breaking families, breaking villages, disintegrating tribal identity absolutely creates conditions that cannot be predicted using political science or international relations theory, and that's an absolute guarantee. And that's why our civil affairs, our highly experienced and precious civil affairs psyops and SF teams don't seem to have as much effect as they should have. Patrick, how did you connect with Alex, and how did you decide to partner together in working at Valkmere? from other companies which offer related training? You will never 
never arrive at the right answer. Patrick, are you saying that for active duty and reserve civil affairs units, either in the Army or Marine Corps, if they're going to receive training from Valcomir, they would be hearing from people who have lived it firsthand? We can't pull up our shirts and show you the wounds. We can't sit with you and help you understand the psychological first and secondary trauma that we've arrived, that we survived, and get to the knowledge that we're passing on. Absolutely. You can't get it from somebody who hasn't been where they're going. Yeah. Alex, I want to turn to you. Um, could you talk about the name Valkamir? What does it mean? Well, thanks for that question. Yeah, it took us about a year to come up with a name, trying to understand who we are, what we stand for, what we research, what we have experienced. And um, we, we came up with Valkamir because Valka, the, the, the root, the origin of the word is Valkyrie. It's a Nordic term for war. And it sort of translates across many different um, languages. It has that that powerful sort of destructive force in 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 the in the in the word itself. And then the word mir it has Slavic origin, Slavic roots, and it means peace. Um, so our original thought was that we exist right there in that space of war and peace, trying to understand what creates war, what conditions, but then to be able to um, to work within the space of, of peace. And so now we're, the, the, the name has sort of um, stayed with a lot of our members, and now a lot of people call us the planet of Valkamirians. So we, <laughs> we, we've kind of created our own little tribe, but it took a really long time to understand where we are in that space. Okay. Alex, Patrick talked about his connection through Special Forces in the Army. What's your connection to Valkamir, and what drove you to get your PhD and, and the experiences that you bring to the table? Yeah, so that, um, thank you for, for asking that. So Patrick mentioned that we met in our, in our doctoral program, but prior to that, so I, I lived through the Balkan conflicts, both in Bosnia and, and Kosovo in the 90s. Um, came to the States in 99 to study psychology, to study, to try to understand what happened in the Balkans, to try to understand how and why um, my neighbors tried to slaughter each other. So I, I did my undergrad in psychology. I was not very happy with the way I was taught because it was a very Western-centric approach to understanding human trauma and conflict. So then I ended up going to do my master's in cross-cultural conflict and communication, attempting to further my study and understanding of these conditions that create this level of violence that no political science class has ever been able to explain to me. Um, and unfortunately, always continue to minimize the actual reality that many of us lived through, survived, or dealing with and want to help others understand it better so then interventions, development projects, aid projects, humanitarian efforts can be better. Um, then I spent some time teaching peace education, developing courses and curriculum in that space for a university down in Florida, and then after a while decided to seek further education because I was still not happy with not having the, the, the right answers and not being able to analyze these types of intractable conflicts in a way that it would make sense and that would be applicable across all of the, 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 the 
domains around the world where conflicts were happening because I keep seeing the same patterns of genocide happening everywhere um, but not really being able to explain how and why and so when I found the PhD program that's where Patrick and I met and I wasn't aware of the level of special forces operations until that point when we met and started to talk and then sort of found this common understanding because I was working with a lot of groups that were going and intervening and helping with refugees with uh, in any kind of conflict space, helping them and even Peace Corps volunteers and anyone who's really engaged in a kind of post-conflict development space. But I wasn't aware that civil affairs were involved on that same level, even even more so. And of course, there was that mutual understanding that we need to put something together. We need to put educational and training training programs to help bring that knowledge to the um, soft community. And that's what we started to do. And I did a lot of work um, down at the Joint Special Operations University. Patrick has too. And we just kept building and building and building more classes and more knowledge and more content. And so here we are. Yeah. So let's talk about those courses. The conflict science courses that you're offering through Valkomir, how many courses are there and what do they cover? There, there are four courses. We started with the Foundations of Human Domain, which was um, General Linder's request to have Patrick and I redesign and develop an entire new set of um, um, that foundational class. It used to be the cross-cultural communication, and everyone sort of knew that that was a very surface level, very ineffective, very ineffective in a sense that um, soft community deserves better in terms of understanding what they're about to get get into that space of conflict, that space that 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 is latent with trauma that not everyone has the ability to understand. And so we developed and replaced the cross-cultural communication class with the foundations of human domain in which we introduce the basic framework for analysis of the audience, target audience that um, that uh, soft deploys to. It's a 21-hour class that's part of the LREC pipeline, so language, regional, and cultural piece. Okay, and that's offered, so General Linder being the then commander of Special Warfare Center and School at Fort Bragg. Correct, yes. So that was under his initiative. That that was, that class was developed and uh, is in the hands of uh, the LREC program at the moment. We found uh, an overwhelmingly positive feedback from students, SFCA, PSYOP, going through that class wanting more, wanting more, even more advanced application specific for, for CSI up and SF. And so as we were finalizing that class on the side, we started to develop a separate set of classes specific for CA, the indigenous social engineering and re-engineering for PSYOP, psychosocial, emotional target audience variables, and then for SF, the non-kinetic engagement. Okay. So we developed two separate 40-hour classes that that our students are asking for to be taught to them now in the pre-deployment phase. And then not only taught from an um, analytical perspective, but then also tailored to and applied to specific problem sets where they're deploying to. So we, we I did a number of pre-deployment 
classes for teams going into Bosnia. Uh, we did a, a, a PACOM wide class. We're constantly getting requests and, and, and demand signals from students that have gone through the foundational class because they saw what that analytical tool looks like and how to use it and how to apply it. Do the students need to go through the foundational class before they can move on to the more specific course that's either CA or PSYOP or, or SF related? Uh, that would be ideal, but it's not necessary because in all of the subsequent classes, the CSI and SF, as, as we were saying, you said conflict science. Science is a science is a science is a science sort of thing, right? So there are certain elements that transcend all of, all of the classes. That is that you have to be able to uh, learn how to research, analyze, understand that there is going to be trauma in the community that you deploy to and how to engage and message that. Now, that's going to vary and it's going to be taught slightly differently for different purposes given that, you know, CA does slightly different job than SF and then, than SIOP, but the underlying science is there and it's taught in all of the other classes. So ideally, and that was the vision that General Linder had, was that they will all get the same foundational education and then we can advance into the other classes. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Come on out to the 2018 Civil Affairs Symposium entitled Optimizing Civil Affairs, which will be held at Fort Bragg, North Carolina on Friday, November 2nd to Sunday, November 4th. Whether for special operations or conventional forces, the active or reserved CA soldier or Marine must be at the ready as the Joint Force, Army, or Marine Command subject matter expert on civil military operations. This requires continuous investment in an innovative and adaptive force, well-networked in planning and operational relationships, and persistently engaged and aligned regionally to facilitate political military goals and objectives. Given the new crossroads CA finds itself a century since its modern inception, policy and force stakeholders must re-examine the culture for civil affairs. How can the regiment optimize its force going forward? To register for the CA Symposium, go to civilaffairsassoc.org forward slash events. Lodging is available on post on a first-come, first-served basis. For more information, go to ihg.com forward slash army hotels. The symposium will be part of the Civil Affairs Centennial Week at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which will be held on 29 October to 2 November with a regimental ball the evening of the 2nd. For more information about the Centennial, go to sock.mil forward slash SWIC, that's sock.mil forward slash SWCS, or go to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash JFK Center and School. Welcome back to the 1CA Podcast. Alex, I wanted to ask you about whether the courses are focused at the tactical level, and is that then aligned with the professional military education level of the students who are going through SWIC? Yes. So the the content of the class is it teaches teaches you how to understand your community, how to understand underlying conditions, and how to specifically engage with those on a operational tactical level. This isn't 
that what Patrick was referring to earlier, that political science rational actor theory that everyone is just sitting in the Capitol building, in, in the Capitol office somewhere, thinking about the state-centric approach and solutions to their problems. It is engaging, how to engage and how to communicate through your key leaders, how to understand the community, how to ask better questions, how to understand the actual variables that people on the ground level deal with. So then when you step into that community, you know what kind of questions to ask. You know how to read that, 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 that terrain better, how to engage with it. Otherwise, operationalizing your mission is going to be difficult if you're only taught political economic sort of variables of, 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 of a state or, and I'm using air quotes for listeners, state sort of political economic entity that, that is supposed to be your community, right? And so it's highly operational and, and the actual framework analytical tool that we developed, that is where, that, that, that's the actual usability of it because a lot of our students you're familiar with PMISI PTA scope and yes. target audience analysis, right? This tool that we developed, is it, it enhances or it deepens those other analytical tools because PMISI PT gives you an overview, asks you to go out and research as preparing for your mission, what is the political, economic, social condition, but it's very surface level. Right. For that country or for that for province that country, or for whatever. That, for that province. The tool that we have and that we have used in the foundational class to, to test it, to see whether students are capable of, it guides you to do better research. It guides you to go out and ask better questions. It guides you to understand your target audience on a much deeper level and a much more realistic level that is on the ground than, oh, this is, these are, you know, here's GDP of the country. That doesn't help you engage yeah, with the so with the village elder elder and the kids when you get into into that space, right? So, so this sort of gets gets into that deeper level of analysis that we were referring to earlier. Alex, I wanted to ask you beyond the classroom training, are there some tools that uh, CA teams could take with them into the field? Great question. Yes. So that that was our hope. So the 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 textbooks that we developed and the analytical tool. It's our hope is that all of our students will take this with them into the field because it, you you can overlay this over any any target audience that you're trying to understand. Say okay, you know, here's my whatever age population, male in northern part of Bosnia or whatever that's that we're trying to to use. That's our hope is to to take this. General Linder's vision was to. To, 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 to plug it into these sort of avatars so then we can have, uh, artificial intelligence infused into this. Now I think we're, you know, that's another ideal moment if, if, um, if we can have something like that developed in the future. But this is a tool that can be used in the field, that should be used in the field, that we want to put into everyone's hands to be able to take it to the field and use it constantly. Yeah. Patrick, I wanted to ask you this question about um, what have you heard from students about the, the impact of the courses and how have the courses been received by leadership and staff at SWIC? Do is we tell them all that 
ideas about in your mind about learning about culture, take that idea and set it aside. And think about this. If anything you hear over the next several days of instruction doesn't sound and feel intuitively correct, uh, we want you to raise your hand and call it, call us on it. The funny thing is that we see the students grasp the material. We find that parenthood, life experience, and age are greater predictors of understanding and applying this material than, than your degree level or what you particularly studied. We see within the eyes of the students the changes in their faces as they begin, as they begin applying this into the knowledge that we're giving them about how trauma, violence, breakdown of conscious, subconscious thought processes applies within the field. And those students who have been in the field watching this process, they didn't understand what was going on around them. They were there, like I was, like Alex was, but we didn't understand. The advanced social science putting together the psychology, sociology, sociopathology of emotion, neuroscience, and curating all of it anthropologically to tribe by tribe, culture by culture. The lights all come on. Now we understand. This is what was happening. This is what was going on. And their comments after just the first 10, 20 hours are that the material, even the foundations course material, uh, which is one of the first chapter on the rest of the courses, is the single best training they've ever had in the entire Special Forces Civil Affairs PSYOP Q course. And the PSYOP students uh, that we have in the PSYOP units, they joke, yeah, we're psychological operations, but we don't have any psychology. Well, the psychological operations course fixes that and fills in the missing gap. That's all it does. It doesn't compete, doesn't overturn or change anything that the Civil Affairs, PSYOPs, and SF. Uh, students and operators have, it simply fills in a massive missing piece of knowledge and capacity application that we don't currently have. It sounds like it's very valuable. Uh, Patrick, would you say that this is at the graduate level for the students who are at SWIC? Is, is there a lot of uh, homework that you give the students? And, you know, a lot of reading and a lot of in-class work? We don't give them uh, a lot of homework other than we ask them to read the chapter that we're going to cover before. We yeah, don't want them to read it uh, a week before or many days before, just the night before. And they come laden with their questions. It isn't a graduate level necessarily uh, of anything. It's simply, if you don't know, you could be a PhD and if you don't know what you don't know, then how can you fly? I think we can work with a group, a class, uh, of civil affairs teams, special forces OEAs, and PSYOP teams, and in just four to five days, they will become, they will arrive at a point where they can predict how Somali men and women who are holding AK-47s in the bombed out neighborhoods of Mogadishu will respond to a variety of different engagement strategies, messages, uh, or targeting. You can't do that with anything right now that you have in the course where more obvious special operations. This material does fill the 
What you're doing right now through Valkamir is targeting, sounds like, mainly the active duty CA force. And the majority of CA right now, at least in the Army and in the Marine Corps, in fact, are reserve side. Have you spoken with the uh, use of KPOC or civil affairs commands on the reserve side to do any delivery of training? of the podcast here are sold as well about how this is applicable to civil affairs, active duty and reserve component, and I hope that more of them, more of the units and more of the commanders see value and, and uh, bring you guys on board. Alex, I wanted to close with this question for you. Where can people go to find more information about Valkamir and the courses that you're offering? We're actively on LinkedIn, social media, and we can provide our information for people to just get in touch via email because we actually we don't put the material in the textbooks anywhere online because they're obviously highly sensitive with information and they they require training along with it but um, if anyone from the audience is interested they can send an email and we can discuss further how to get that information that's great we'll include information links in the show sure. notes here yeah Doctors Alex Nessich and Patrick Christian, thank you very much for the time and thank you for being on the 1CA podcast. Thank you, John. Great. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. 
Thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe and come back for another installment of 1CA. Until then, be safe and secure the victory.